Hello, friends. Welcome back. I am super excited today. I have a new guest on the show for you. And I can't wait to introduce you to this woman who is just absolutely incredible. Talk about doing your beautiful work and sharing it really vulnerably. So if you don't follow Brie McCorkle, you must follow Brie McCorkle. If you're on Instagram, Facebook, whatever, she is a delight and her voice is so powerful. I met Brie many years ago now through my daughter, Cassandra Nice, who owns the Dharma Collective and does branding and website work for amazing women entrepreneurs and healers and um, and many other people that are really truly following their dharma. And this woman is one of those people. She is um, truly listened to her calling and done the beautiful work that it takes to follow that car- calling. And not always is the beautiful work easy. I think we might get into that a little bit today. Anyway, I'll read right from her website because I just love this one statement. I've found my true path. I'm on a mission to help other women find theirs, to step into their power, live deliciously, and make zero apologies. Please welcome with me, Brie McCorkle. Welcome, Brie. Brie is here to talk with me today. And our topic is, I'm calling it the too much woman or the too much sensitive. Because... You know what I found, Brie, I don't know for you um, in your client base or the people that you work with and the people that you're in touch with, but more and more people other than just self-identified women are starting to come forth and really struggle with being sensitive, emotional, feeling like they're too much. Are you finding that? Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yes. I think it's actually a beautiful thing that myself included, um, you know, our, I, I feel like this, this feeling of our sensitivities and our too muchness is actually our true innate essence, our true gifts of being empathic, um, of being tuned in, of being sensitives. Um, it's really like our true gifts kind of coming in and coming through. And I think for the first time, some of us are realizing like, wait a minute, this may be, <laughs> you know, for me personally, I don't know about you, Laurel, but like when I was little, I was an only child. I was a sensitive. I was an empath. I, you know, had all these special things going on as my <laughs> Gracie wants to share. Hey, for those of you watching the video, hello, Gracie just made an appearance. Hi. Oh, Gracie. Um, she's, she's a sensitive too. Yes. She wanted mm. to be included. Um, but I was brought up like thinking, you know, being told you're too much and something's wrong with you and why do you have these feelings and why can't you be this way and why are you like this and this isn't a big deal, you're so emotional. You know, it was seen as this, like a, uh, how I was broken, you know, and something was wrong with me and I, and I wasn't normal and I, why couldn't I just be like everyone else? Why couldn't I just be easy? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so I see this this time, you know, of this information coming to light is such a, a powerful opportunity, is such a powerful invitation for us to be like, yeah, I am, you know what? I am sensitive and that's my superpower, right? Like yes, this is a yes. superpower that, I don't know yeah. if you know what the percentage of the world of empaths is, what that- um, I, I don't know, I haven't read that. I, have, I don't have any stats on that, but I so relate to that, Brie, because I know from the time that I was little, I knew that I was really sensitive. 
because I was tuning into everything that was going on in our household energetically and emotionally. And it was a lot to carry. And it was really, really difficult. And at times I was told I was too sensitive and I was too emotional. And it was truly in my 30s when I started going to therapy and was working with therapists that I realized, oh, my God, that is a superpower. Like mm -hmm. all of a sudden it turned around and and thankfully mm -hmm. very early for me so that I could really get in and, and dig in and uh, use it that way. Right. So mm -hmm. um, that's why uh, doing this work is so important, especially for those of us that are sensitive and those of us that really self-identify as being an emotional person, because oftentimes there's a lot of healing work that needs to be done. I know Brie. So for those of you, I didn't, I didn't really talk about Brie's background, you know, as I, in the introduction, but Brie is um, a Reiki master now. Mm -hmm. She's teaching mm -hmm. Reiki, Reiki classes. She um, is an intuitive healer. So she does sessions um, via video as well as in person mm -hmm. and over the phone. So you can work with her uh, through that medium and get beautiful energy uh, work done. And when I was doing my healing work, that was some of the most powerful work for me. And I know that Laurel, my co-host on the show, who's with me most of the time, is a Reiki master as well. And she's talked about how that's been one of her times. You know, those kinds of energy sessions have been the times when she's made the biggest leaps and the biggest shifts. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we are all really big proponents of energy work and finding a good healer to mm -hmm. um, help you sort through how you might have been carrying a lot of I think of it as like um, small to sometimes mid-range uh, emotional trauma that, man, you just adds up and adds up and adds up when you've been a sensitive and you've been emotionally attuned and people are shutting you down all the time. You're carrying a lot of extra emotional baggage that with good energy work can be released, huh? Absolutely. And it's it's really such a beautiful and also gentle way to yeah. release the energy and to do the yeah. healing. And, you know, it, it feels like it was another life. It was probably about 10 years ago. I'm actually a trained psychologist and counselor as well. And when I was in graduate school, you know, 15 years ago or whatever, it was still like that very like, you know, psychodynamic, like get to the root, you know, Freudian, like figure out, you need to know, even some talk therapy now is like, okay, we need to figure out like where this came from and what happened and, you know, get to the cause of the, the incident, the episode. And oftentimes with trauma, that can actually be more damaging, right? It if can not done. It can rewind. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah. and, and, and now with different modalities, um, like some of the healing work that you're talking about, not just Reiki, but I'm, I'm trained in other different um, types of frequencies and, and healing energies. Um, we don't need to know, yeah. you know, if you want to, sure. You know, if you want to go back to the root cause, but we don't need to know anymore. We don't need to relive or go back to those, to those specific incidents or find the root cause in order to heal it. And it's like the energy healing, like even yesterday I was telling you, I led a, um, I had a Reiki one training um, with six incredible souls. And that's what they, when they received the attunement, when they received the energy that was down from the divine into their crown, into their body, um, it's like a lot of them are moved to tears because just like you're talking about, it's all of this stuff that's not ours, that's not who we truly are, that we've been carrying, whether it's in our field and our chakras and our physical body and our tissues, whether it's trauma or just other people's stuff. It's like there's this huge release 
Yeah. And someone described it as almost like a white linen laundry sheet, like that, you know, if you hang it up to dry, like in the sun, like that kind of energy, just like billowing through your body, billowing through your field and just releasing whatever is not yours. But the beauty of it is it's that it's in divine right order. Yeah. So it's whatever that the divine, like it's, it's, it's not forcing, it's not taking you somewhere that you're not ready to go. It's literally releasing whatever you are ready to, to release whatever you are ready to heal. And it's, it's not easy, but it's like the gentlest and gets into that where it actually is being held in the body or in the field so that you yeah. can fully let it go without having to re-experience, you know, or kind of like what you could take years in therapy, not knocking it. Mm -hmm. I see a therapist, my husband and I yeah. see a marriage <laughs> therapist, like, huge proponent yeah um yeah it has a place absolutely is, yeah you know yeah. The, the energy work is just um it's truly i mean i won't that's why that i offer the work that i do now a combination of you know the 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 the, the counseling but also the the energy work and also the intuitive and the channeling because sometimes it's stuff that's not even from this life it's stuff that's comes down through our dna and our blood other times yeah. it's karmic, other times it's past life, you know, so we can go into yeah. the records. And it's such a beautiful thing to be able to give people clarity of like, this isn't even yours. Yeah, yeah. This isn't Absolutely. even yours or as yeah. empaths, like you're actually, most of us that are sensitive, you know, a lot of the times we're processing stuff. It's it's the collectives, it's not even ours. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. I know, and we can't we can't underestimate, you know, and understate today while we're here to our listeners that in the past year and a half during this time when we started experience COVID and so many other things have been going on in our culture and in the collective and in the global consciousness, that as empaths, we have been responding hugely to that and not even necessarily aware that that's been a part of what we've been doing. And so the more that we can do this combination of energy work and talk work and bibliotherapy and all the beautiful work that's available out here, the more that we can do it and raise our consciousness, the more that we can attune ourselves to be able to recognize how we carry it when we're carrying it, when we're responding to it, so that we know how to do it from a place of strength and power versus feeling burdened by it. And I think that that's really, you know, that's the line that we cross over as we do the healing work, right? There, we, we get to a point where we start to feel stronger and stronger. And then we realize we are this superpower. We are this powerful person that is attuned to all of this energy that's going on and that we can respond to it from a place of strength and wisdom. But we, before that, usually we feel, you know, weakened and overwhelmed and exhausted and confused and all these things. And so if you're out there and you're listening to us and you're feeling those feelings, know that there is a path outward and know that there is a path to finding, you know, that place inside of you that really can deal with all of these things that may feel like you can't deal with them right now. There's always a path to that, right, Bree? I mean, oh, I don't know yes. anyone, right, that hasn't like just gone through this kind of work and transformed so beautifully. No, so, so much truth and goodness to what you just said. Um, you know, something that I actually, so what I find in myself and my clients, most of us, is that 
once we've been on this path, you know, kind of awakening and, and rising in consciousness and, and doing some healing work, it's almost like once you burn through your own karma and you heal a lot of your stuff, you start to take on things for the collective. That's just what I've been shown by my guides and my own path and the women that come to see me who are empaths and sensitives. It's like we start to we start to actually be really tuned in and able to not only clear our own stuff, but we start to clear it and heal it for the collective. We have the opportunity, we have the invitation to do that. Um, so a, a question that I ask myself every day or my clients when they're kind of in it or when they're being triggered or when they, they feel like they're not grounded and they're offline, you know, kind of experiencing getting caught up in, in what's going on in, in their world is to, to get still and quiet for a moment and ask how much of this is mine? How much of this is actually mine? Yeah. And oftentimes when we take the time to ask that question and tune in, it's usually less than 25%. Sometimes with people it's 2% or 1%. Yeah. And it's like, oh, just that, just that pausing and just that tuning in, just that realization that like, this isn't even my stuff. And, you know, uh, now I can realize it because so much of the suffering that we go through is thinking like, what's wrong with me? Why am I feeling this way? Why, why is this happening? Like, you know, we get caught and we, and there's this like shame, guilt stuff that we pour on top and we think that we're broken. But yet this question allows us to see like, whoa, this isn't even all mine, you know, and, and I'm experiencing this because I'm so sensitive, AKA empathic and gifted. I think like the percentage is like less than 30% of the world's is empathic and sensitive and has these gifts and it truly is a superpower but for so long we've been really shown that it's not we're broken we're too much like we're talking about and it's like no this is actually like the most sacred gift in the world it's the reason why you and i get to do the work that we do is because we're honoring we're, we're seeing our sensitivities and our empathics you know as this incredible gift to the world but at the same time we do require um, certain support, someone who understands us, um, how to you know, take care. care of our yep. body, our energy, mm. our, you know, our physical body, our spiritual body, our emotional body, our, our um, etheric body. And so that we can be here in this, on this earth, in this, you know, earth school, in this human form, which is really, um, you know, the last couple of years <laughs> putting us to the test. I'm sure there's some of us you now start to our like, peace. I'm like, I'm good. All set. Like I'll go back now. Right. Um, I know. I know. Yeah. But yeah. that is one of the greatest gifts of the work is that in finding someone who's also an empath and understands these things is how to call back your power and how to care for yourself every day, every you day. know, yeah. so that you can be in your gifts and be in this world. So there was a point in time for myself and other clients where, you know, I felt like, you know what, I just, I can't, I can't be the sensitive. It, it's, it hurts too much. I'm in so much pain, whether it's like seeing what's going on with our climate or, you know, our animal friends or, you know, poverty mm -hmm. or, you know, you know, just endless racism. Endless I mean, just so yeah. much stuff, you know, it's like, yeah. you know what, I can't do this. I can't feel, it hurts too much to feel. And so, as you know, my own personal story, 
um, you know, I drank. Mm -hmm. I drank to numb out and try to leave my body. Um, that was my way. I didn't know it at the time, but that was my escape, my, yeah. you know, exit button. Um, yeah. Brie, I want to just say, so for those, anyone's listening to Brie and she's going to share a little bit more about her story in, in just a second, but I just want to pause because there are so many escapisms in the Western culture right now. And drinking is, you know, one of the, the many, um, shopping, athletics now can be, um, all of the screen activity that we have. There are so many ways that we use to literally not be in touch with the physical and emotional aspects of the pain that we may be experiencing. And that is not the route to tuning in and getting powerful and being able to bring your gifts to the world, right? You know, I mean, Brie, I, I do want you to share a little bit more about your story because your path here to this, to this place is one of saying no thank you to that so that you could claim all that you have and all that you're doing now, right? Yes, amen to that. Um, yeah. My, you know, I have the blessing, <laughs> I see it as a blessing now, of having, uh, I don't know what the word is, alchemized or transformed my my learning path up until now, I'll be 40 this year, has been learning through experience and almost learning through dark nights of the soul. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's something that I can offer. You know, I've been through it. I'm not this, nor do I think any of us should be, you know, in this place of superiority or this, yes, I'm a spiritual teacher and a healer, but it's not, you know, I'm not like, I've gone through it all. <laughs> you know, I've learned through experience and having to transcend and transmute and turn it into gold, right? Um, and do it again and again and again. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like the phoenix yeah. rising, like from the ashes, that's right. many that's a time, right. many a time. And, and I many find that time. that's uh, who I also work with are yeah. these these women and these mothers who are truly real and yes, have all of these incredible gifts and sensitivities um, and are just waiting, you know, are, are just like connected to the earth and, you know, are just here to do things differently. We just have to remember and we just have to let go of what you're talking about, these things that we drown ourselves out. So, and, and numb. Um, and like you said, it takes many forms. Um, mm -hmm. and so, yes, you know, that has been my path, mental illness, drinking, numbing out, leaving my body, um, self-sabotage, anxiety, um, you know, just victim martyr. Um, yeah. I remember when I first started working with a yeah. shaman with, you know, at the beginning of all of this and, and I have three, small children as well. So that, um, part of my, the awake, you know, the greatest awakening I've gone through is, is being a mother, not only the caring and the birth of my children, but, um, they are my great teachers and they are all empaths, highly sensitive little star seeds who are so powerful and have brought up all of my, my shadow and triggers like here. Motherhood yep. has been the greatest catalyst for my awakening and healing. But, um, yep. Yeah, so three, three years, three plus years sober now. Um, mm -hmm. And this is, you know, like coming in from my family, it's coming in from my DNA, my blood, my environment, um, old karmic patterns, past lives. You know, I kind of had the full 
uh, <laughs> kitten caboodle. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but we yeah. all, you know, you find that you chose this life yeah. and that's for right. a reason and you chose your family and you've been traveling with them for quite a while. Um, and that you have the strength, um, and the free will, you know, to transmute it all. And I had a very clear, I knew I was on a troubled path for quite a while, denying myself self-sabotage, you know, really, I mean, the alcohol thing, I knew it was a horse. I was a horse of a different color for quite some time. Um, and it really took me, like you said, a few kind of low points. Um, and then just one day it became really crystal clear. It was like black and white. It was like, this is a, this is a life or death thing. Like yeah. you will continue like this. Is this going to stop with you? generationally karmically like through the blood like you can either continue for your children and for yourself the same old bullshit like the same pain the same patterns the same addiction you know the same wounds or you can be the one that ends it all and it was just like you know when you just it's like i can feel that it's a fire, but it's a groundedness. It's a power. It's an embodiment. It's a, it's a knowing. It's so many things, and I just—it yeah. was like the truest thing that I've ever felt, and it was the mm -hmm. first promise that I've ever kept to myself. Mm -hmm. And so, if you're out there and you're, you know, you're you're resonating, you, you you feel like you're sensitive. You have these gifts. You have this deeper knowing, but you've just existed in this world that's told you that you're not enough or you're too much or you know you don't feel understood and, and you have these other things that you use to help yourself to feel safe or to feel like you're not like life isn't so hard like just know it just takes one like it can just take one decision one moment to say like no more yeah i i literally had that same moment you know in my own version of standing you know at 30 in my kitchen looking at my children and thinking i'm repeating my parents you know story in my own version it wasn't their story i mean if you told it to be like that doesn't sound the same but if you told it in a emotional you know uh troubled trauma kind of way it's like oh not so far off right and i almost like an arch knew, archetypal right like yeah, an archetypal exactly. sense it was similar yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so, and that was my moment of saying no, you know, and having that same feeling. And the feeling is, it, it's true. It's like, it's grounded. There's a centeredness to it. There's a, um, it's, it's a, it's a thing that it literally rings through your whole body because it is your deep truth. And so mm -hmm. you feel it in every cell of your body. And it is also a very frightening moment because it is a moment when you have to say yes to something that you know is not going to be easy and you know you may not know how to do or have the right support for. And, and I, I want to speak to the people that are listening, particularly if you're in a family where you know this is family patterns that you're talking about and you are, are have a, some sort of close relationship with your family where you see them regularly. Oftentimes, we have to take a step away in order to really change our own patterns. One of the things I see most with my clients, I don't know if you find this too, but you know, if if you're if you're working with someone, if you're out there and you're and you're deeply entrenched in your own family story, particularly if you're trying to rescue the people in your family, you can't do it until you rescue yourself. 
And so the first thing you have to do is step back a little bit and start working on yourself. And that's why this is so important to do your own beautiful work. Your own beautiful work leads to your own beautiful life and then influences everyone around you. And that's really where the change comes from. The change doesn't come from a lot of the codependent patterns that we developed where we think we're going to help people and we're going to rescue them and we're going to do stuff that's going to change their life. Nobody changes their life but ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we do it for ourselves. We don't, we don't change somebody else's life. You and I are facilitators in this work, but it has to be the person who wants to come and do the work. They, they're the ones who, who do the change, make the change. Amen. Amen. It's, it really is. Um, I'm trained in Ho'oponopono, which is this beautiful Hawaiian healing art um, and prayer, really. And it consists of four phrases. Mm -hmm. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. And the whole and, and the just saying those four phrases, that Ho'oponopono healing prayer, um, people that are interested are at pings for you can do, you know, Google it. But it's all about like taking personal responsibility for ourselves, for our joy, for the world, for the sadness, for everything that we see, everything in our experience. It's all like we have, it can be intimidating, right? But it's like, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's invigorating because we have the power to change and be the change that we wish to see by healing ourselves. And, you know, my primary, um, my people are the mothers. Mm -hmm. So who I, I, who I'm here for, and who I work with. And because I, I see how when we heal the mother, we heal the children, we heal the family, we heal the world um, and come into the matriarchy, um, which is just so it's happening and it's so time and it's so we're so ready for this. Um, but it's so interesting to see not really my clients, they, they, they even if they're scared, they have this deep courage. But there is this, um, sometimes this story or this thread or this pattern where up until now, it's been so much easier for them to say yes to something if it involves their children, to invest in a class for their child, to pay for, you know, all this money for family photos or for lessons or for this thing, or to say yes to going to a class if it's a child, you know, they can bring their baby or it's like, when we become mothers, there's this thing in society where we become here invisible and it's no longer about us. And we're, we're, we've been programmed to think that good mothers are kind of behind the curtain and then it's all about the baby. And, and this happens to us as soon as we move from being pregnant to having a baby where it's no longer about the mother and it's all about the baby. And that is hardwired into us, even though there's so much that we mothers need um, postpartum on an emotional, hormonal, physical, spiritual, energetic level. It's like, up, oh, you should be fine. Six week checkup. You're good. Back to sex, back to working out, back to work. Like, here we go. And so I think that's like, you know, it's, it's something that's very ingrained. It's not necessarily yeah. our fault, but it is a story that we buy into. And part of my work for myself first, primarily, but also now for mothers is showing them like, you're talking about that. Like, this is like when you, when a mother takes the time for herself and I'm not just, I'm not talking about like cliche self-care, yes. which can be great, yeah. but it's like, when you just realize when you give your space, yourself the space to have your own dreams, 
And when you take the time to nourish yourself, or even if it's just knowing, like, my needs are important. I am worthy. Like, I am here to be seen. I actually had this little download this morning. I was just kind of grounding before our call. And just this, this phrase came in was like, for women and mothers, like, you are not, you're meant to be the star role, not the supporting mm -hmm cast yeah. like yeah. this is your life you're meant to be the star role of your life and if you could just see how when you nurture yourself and you tune in and you do things that make you feel embodied and present and here and seen everyone benefits your children benefit your partner benefits it's like that's the key that's the key and yeah there's a lot that we can let go of deprogram you know just let dissolve away um yeah. and part of and being an have, empath is part of that right because we're so tuned yeah. into everyone's needs and like we feel everyone's feelings so we want to make everyone happy we want to help we have these big hearts we care so much we want to take care of everyone but it's like yeah where are you yeah like, who's yeah. caring for you yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no and one. I think there's, there, there's a lot of deprogramming with that because there, you know, whether we, we are consciously aware of it or not, all of the patterns that happened before us are in us. And so what we have to do is be able to see the patterns that are there and then challenge them. The ones that really don't work or don't, don't fit into a model that we fully endorse and believe in have to be challenged and then the reprogramming begins. And that's where a lot of this beautiful work comes in too. And the energy work can be so lovely because we talked about using it, you know, so much as a release when we were talking earlier, you know, releasing mm -hmm. trauma, releasing a, a lot of the emotional baggage that we carry. And it's so profoundly, you know, profoundly healing for that. It's also very profoundly healing for beginning to adopt and install new belief systems within us and to be in circle with women. You know, I know you recently did a, a beautiful um, retreat experience with women. Um, I'd love to talk a little bit about that. I've been in beautiful healing circles and beautiful retreat experiences and healing women's circles. These are places where energetically, you know, the vibration raises to a level where we can literally, um, a change of belief in a, in a minute, you know, in a, in a moment, you can be suddenly going from, um, it's the best thing in the world to be a people pleaser to, um, I'm here to please myself and myself only, you know, literally in a second, but you have to also partake in that. You have to give yourself the space and the time to be in these places to be in these experiences and to begin to do your, again, it's doing your own work to be able to open, to receive and to be a receiver of what, you know, this kind of energy that we're talking about. And oftentimes with the old belief system, what we're doing is energetically, we're shut down to all of that. And we're tuning into again, the problems, the difficulties, the, the, the pain of everybody. And we get burned out mm -hmm. because we aren't, receiving from other sources, from nature, from the divine, from um, a healing circle. And this is part of uh, the shift of what I think what we're going through in such a great way now and, and, and ra more rapidly as we, as just as you and I are speaking right now, change is afoot, right? That mm -hmm. the, the, the great feminine is on the rise, you know? Mm -hmm. We're all opening to see that 
many of the masculine qualities have been out of balance and done a lot of damage and a lot of harm to society. I'm not saying that men are bad. That's not what we're talking about. This this male, masculine, feminine energies that have been out of balance for a really long time. And the feminine is rising now. And what we're trying to do, I think collectively, is have them meet and become this, finally, this yin-yang symbol where mm-hmm. it can do what it's supposed to do, right? This ba- beautiful mm-hmm. balancing work. Mm-hmm. And um, And I'm so glad that you can speak into this so powerfully and particularly with mothers because there's such complex issues there as moms you know once the baby enters the out of out of the womb into the world the responsibility is so great when you sit and you look and it and it is easy to forget that your responsibility is really first to yourself it's almost yeah it's almost i feel like in our society it's becoming thank goodness we're remembering we're starting to remember we're starting to call back the village and realize like you know we're not meant to do this alone we're to do motherhood alone any aspect especially postpartum when we are so raw and new and it's like even just looking to other countries, like the support that they have, the community, the village where the mother is just, you know, she sits and she's cared for during this fourth trimester and the house is taken care of and the other children are taken care of. And her, she, her job is to rest and to, and to nourish and to be rubbed and like come back. And so that she can be present for her baby. I mean, if all of any of us that are mothers are, are listening, like, can you imagine the experience yeah. that you would have had how different it would have been if you had that kind of support, mm-hmm. even just in your fourth trimester with any yeah. of your babies, what that yeah. may have meant for your relationship with your newborn, with your relationship with your partner, your other children, and, and most importantly, your relationship to yourself yeah. and being yeah. able to have that time and space to heal. I mean, it's like, uh, yeah. And, right. and that's where I'm trying to, that's where I'm called to get us back to is for us to tune in and to like really realize that like we are so worthy of feeling good and that we are here like we hold so much power and so much sacred beauty but also like the the feminine is also about fierceness you know yeah. it's the fierce ma yeah. it's not just we've all in this you know in this in this society been i think for whatever reason, a lot of different reasons programmed to see mother, you know, a good mother is almost like this divine mother, you know, the Mary um, kind of archetype, this gentle, unconditional love, like, you know, almost feels like not selfless, but there's like those threads, right? Where that is an archetype of the mother, but there also is the fierce ma, you know, who is like, protective and tigress and the Durga, you know, and, (laughs) and that like, yes, like I am the matriarch. I, you know, come into my being and my throne and like, this is, you know, setting the tone and like reclaiming and the wild and the free and the movement and the, and the sensuality. Like there's so much of that, but that we're like, you know, our society again, too much, too much. Yeah. Back to and when topic. really <laughs> that is what, and then we feel more shame. Oh, why am I this mother or this woman who just like, is in my little, you know, doing things for everyone else. And like, this is what I'm supposed to be. So I'm going to stuff myself into the small little cage. And you know, the, the name of my retreat that I just took, um, you know, a, a group of women on a lot of my clients 
was reclaim your wild. Because that is like when we when we start to peel away the stories and the programming and the and the trauma and the stuff like that is who is there. It's this like beautiful wild goddess woman who's just like ready to like you know put flowers in her hair and to be with nature and to move and to speak, you know, and to be and like and like you were saying, for some of us like that weekend for those who even though have been working with me for a while or who were just new to, to the work and coming in that weekend, it's like having that good chunk of time. It's like your nervous system gets to reboot and settle. You get to come in, you get to see, you get to heal because you're just held in the sacred container. And it's like the imprint that can happen with a longer, you know, stretch of time and immersion of, of that nature. Ours was three days and two nights you know, it's, you really like these women got to see, oh, this is possible. And oh, here I am again. I'm still here. She's still inside of me. That truth, that power, that, you know, that, that feminine, that, that woman who's in flow and not like planning it all, controlling it all, doing it all like so much yeah. masculine. When we get to be in our feminine essence and we're, we're in a sacred container where we can be her and in, invoke her, we remember her and we remember she's not lost. And it can be this spark of hope that's a catalyst, you know, and so many women now have left me messages and the feedback is like, oh my gosh, like now I know that, that it is within me and I'm, and I'm bringing it into a, a small daily practice, you know, and it looks like this and this and this, and I'm keeping her alive. And, and when I don't do this, I can feel her slipping and I know I can call her back. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, do we always need a retreat to be able to embody you know, this, this sacred energy and to be alive and to feel alive. No, but can it be really helpful, especially in today's society and the expectations we have as women and mothers and what's going on in the world? It's like, hell yes. Yeah. <laughs> it can be really yeah. helpful. Well, I think, yeah, I think part of why it's so helpful, particularly still now is because we still are still, we're still in the process of breaking down structures that are other than that. And we're starting to build up these new structures that will include that, but they don't fully yet. And so we do need to, to walk away from it all for a time and remember, you know, there are other ways to do it. I want to speak into before we, I, I know that we, we're kind of running on time here, but, um, and we're going to go long today for our listeners because we have so much to talk about. One of the things I want to speak into, Brian, I'd love you to um, share a little on is this idea of you know, the, the reclaiming your wild for women, uh, for many women, you know, our feminine essence, uh, our, first of all, our intuitive voice often um, comes forth through our speaking. And so when we're silenced and when we're trying to be invisible, our, we, we are shutting down our intuition. So that's one aspect of it. The other aspect is, you know, that I'd love you to share a little bit more on is this idea of our creative nature. And when we're mother, our creative nature, you know, gets again focused on the production that we just had, which is the baby, the child, and then the children that are around us. This is our creative production, so to speak. You know, here's my mm -hmm. product. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and, and it is literally a product, <laughs> I mean, of our creative nature. Mm -hmm. And yet um, it, it's just one small aspect of the fullness of our creative being. Now, this is very complex equation for women that we're trying to address now. And I don't want to underestimate for women what we're trying to do right now. What we're trying to do is be mother 
and reclaim that we also have another part and other parts to our creative experience that we want to bring forth. Mm -hmm. This requires huge amounts of energy. Mm -hmm. This is not a small task. What we're facing right now is big, big stuff. The women that are trying to do both, like you, you can speak into this so beautifully. Brie also is working with my daughter, so I know she knows, and my daughter would be happy to say she works with Brie because she's right there on her website saying she's doing it. Like, mm -hmm. this is big stuff to be the breadwinner in the family, to bring children forth, to take responsibility for them in a really conscious way. This is big. Mm -hmm. This is yes. big, and this is why we need the village. Yes. And this is why we need to self-care. Because without self-care, we'll all just disintegrate and fall apart. You can't, you can't do that well and not take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we need women to come forth in their creative energy outside just the children. Because they, we are here to change the world right now. So many of us are here to create the new structures, to give voice to the new world that we're creating. Mm -hmm. And so first and foremost, there has to be this level of self-care so that you can sustain yourself and keep those creative juices flowing. And that's one of the beauty, I think that's one of the most beautiful aspects of having someone that you work with on a regular basis. You know, myself as a coach, I have many women that I work with that once a month, that's part of what we, that's part of their lifestyle. You know, it's not, it's not a questionable item. It's mm -hmm. just part of how you, keep your energy going and how you keep your mental health good and all that stuff. And, um, and this is, this is the essence I think of part of the shift we're trying to make, don't you? In terms of claiming that as part, you know, the self-care is critical, not optional. It's no, yeah, it's no longer optional. Um, yeah. It's a requirement. Yeah. Um, a life nourishing requirement. And thank you for really highlighting and bringing voice to the immense intensity yeah. that this work can invoke. Um, really, you know, it's so funny, my mom, my, I'm an only child. My mom and I have a, have a, have a, a close relationship. We are very different humans. Um, but she does a very good job of loving me. And we were talking the other day and I have three small children who are very wild and very strong and my biggest teachers and they're sandpaper kids, meaning like they rub you hard to, and hit your triggers to get you to learn and to heal. And she was like, you know, I wonder why you were so easy. And I just feel like parenting was so much easier back then. And I wonder why it's so much harder. And like, you know, people... Are, are, are struggling more, you know, whenever I see you write posts about the realness of motherhood, there's like, you know, hundreds of people that comment and chime in. Like, I wonder what this experience is. And I kind of sat with it for a little while, not needing an answer, but I was just like, you know what? I feel like so many of us now are just realizing, like we're at this point where these systems are just yeah. no longer working and it is buckling. And we are, we have been brought to the point where we're all saying, whether we realize it or not, where we're saying it out loud or that we're declaring it is like no more. Yeah. And we are, so many of us are healing generational trauma, family shit. Like yeah. we're yeah. healing this stuff that's gone on for decades, centuries, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. while yeah. we're also living in yeah 
our world right now. Uh, you know, and a lot of us are sensitives and empaths and starseeds who have come here for the purpose to help the rise in consciousness of this planet. So we're feeling it all. We care. We're, he you know, it's like the, the earth is calling to us, Gaia, mm -hmm. our babies, our desires. It's like there's this rising and this rise in consciousness. And, you know, sometimes my clients and I joke, we're like, man, sometimes we wish you could go back, you know, one year, two years, six years. To when we did like ignorance was bliss and we didn't know, yeah, you know we were know. like acting out unconscious patterns and we didn't yeah. know like that feeling of being grounded in our truth and with our wild because then it doesn't make when we're out of it so much you know it makes it harder um mm -hmm. so i think there really is i think it's all an invitation for healing and mm -hmm. and and honestly so yes acknowledging the immense strength and the commitment and like having that centeredness and like, you know, just like, yeah, this is my mission. This is my truth. This is yeah. my purpose is to know me, remember me, heal me, my family, like really do my part, fulfill my blueprint, my contract and, and whatever may that means. But also, also, and what I'm finding is that really the medicine and really the way is so simple. Yeah. And um, it brings tears because, especially for myself and the women that I work with, it's like we're being called home, Gaia, nature, Mama Earth. Like that is the medicine, whether it's have, growing your own garden or, you know, over the, the pandemic, starting, you know, growing some food or just spending more time in nature, going for a walk, putting your feet in the water um listening to the trees you know it's like you know making your own food more composting or like i feel like so many of us are being called back to her our original mother and she for those of us who are listening it's like she has the answers she holds the medicine for us and if we can it's like the more we kind of sit with her and create space and listen to her like she she'll she'll take it all i mean when we release stuff whether it's emotions like during healing sessions like gaia is the one now she's the only one that can take it yeah. and she takes it all gladly and she composts it and she transmutes it and she makes it new just like she does with any any of us where we ultimately go to her to lay to rest and so yes this is immense work yes we have chosen this yes we have said yes to this those that are called and those that are still listening like you have been chosen to come into your sacred gifts and power and to do this healing for yourself and for your family and for your lineage and when you heal not only does it heal downwards but upwards yes. um generations back and forward but it's like can we let it be simple can we remember how to rest can we remember how to like unplug and not feed ourselves things that make us sick whether it's news all the time or constant social media or the things that we're doing to numb and like can we just even if it's five minutes a beautiful client of mine mm -hmm. you may know her has realized being awake for the first light of the day is like the medicine is the healing is like this most transformational experience for her just getting up a little bit earlier than the rest of her she has little babies, the rest of her family. She works a full-time job. 
and just getting up and being outside with her coffee and letting that first light hit her face and her heart and her being, it's like, it's, it's healing so much for her and her life and, and her family and, and, and all of it. And it's just like that simple ritual yeah. is transforming so much. So for the listeners that just heard Brie talking about that, what I want to say to everyone is if you do feel what we're talking about, this immensity of what women are trying to hold and change right now, if you do feel overwhelmed, the most important thing right now is to learn how to come back to the moment, to learn how to be present to yourself, and to learn how to determine what's what you need to do just for the next five minutes, just for the next 10 minutes, just for the next hour. We've been programmed to take on big stuff and think that that's what matters. And that's how we get confused. And that's how we get overwhelmed. And we can do the big work by just being in the small, beautiful work of each moment. That's really how you grow into doing the bigger work and holding it all and, and, and getting stronger and learning how to do the self-care really well. You do it in the minutes. You don't do it in the years <laughs> in your mind. You do it in, what do I need right this minute? And I think that that's one of the biggest challenges right now for so many of us is, you know, we keep thinking, oh my God, we have to do this and we have to do that. We're being called to do that. We're being called to do this. Okay, great, wonderful, beautiful. Follow your calling. But right now you just have this five minutes mm -hmm. and coming back to that again and again and again, because even as I speak to you, you know, as I listen to you, Brie, and I think, I think people will feel this as they're listening to the podcast, it comes through energetically is when you're speaking and when we're speaking, you have to be present and you can feel it when somebody is present, when they're really there. And it starts first for you being present to yourself. When Bree is speaking to me, she's being present for herself first and then everybody who's on the other end of this receiving experience as they listen to the podcast, which who knows how many people that will be, right? But you're being present first to yourself so that you can speak clearly into your truth mm -hmm. and then to be present for everybody else. And we keep we keep flip-flopping it, you know, it's like we have to do for everybody else. And, and what we want to do is flip-flop it and come back into first you do for yourself. So be present for yourself. Right. Yeah. So Brie, tell people how they can get in touch with you um, for work. I let them know you're on Instagram. Um, I know you're on Facebook. How else can people follow you, get to know you a little bit more, reach out to you for work, things like that. Yeah, the Instagram and, and Facebook are wonderful. Thank you for sharing those. Um, I'm quite mm -hmm. active there and sharing a lot of real life stuff as well. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of authentic sharing around motherhood and so uh, sobriety and healing mm -hmm. and dark nights mm -hmm. of the soul and, and things like that. So lots mm -hmm. of truth there. Yeah. Um, my website is a beautiful place. Um, if you're interested in getting to know each other on a deeper level or perhaps scheduling a session. I have single sessions, intuitive readings, energy healings, distance and in person. Um, I also have a private uh, mentorship 
for women who are really looking to really go into finding their unique essence and blueprint and remembering who they are and having kind of a sacred, you know, wing woman guide um, to return them to that wholeness. It's a combination of healing and intuition and all the different things you can find. Reiki trainings, retreats, different events are on www.bremacorkle.com and free newsletter, um, lots of fun goodies to play and um, spend time together. Yeah. Well, your voice is beautiful, however it's received, whether it's in person, uh, via energy, via email. <laughs> you have such a beautiful way of connecting with all of us out here. Thank you for, thank you for doing your own beautiful work so that you could show up here and share in such a, I think, gifted way you know, how beautiful this work can be. Because I think that what we need so much right now is, is this inspiration to, to dig in and do this work that can feel intimidating. The crazy thing about it is that it's the most beautiful thing because when you do it, it's, it's, it's your path to freedom. It's your path to feeling like, wow, you know, I can do this. It's, there's, there's nothing like it. So Mm -hmm. um, I just want to invite our listeners again to check out Bree's website. Thank you, Bree, for taking the time, the extra time with me today to share and share for our listeners and to invite women and moms to come home and, and, um, and do the self-care that's required to really show up fully and, and live a wild and wonderful life. <laughs> also, I could sit, I could stay here and talk with you and your listeners all day. So, um, I I'll come back thank again you for then. the honor. Yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. you. It's such a, a true, true honor to, to spend time in this space. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And I'll see you again. Okay. Bye for now. Bye. Listeners. Bye. Bye.